This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Hey, history fans, welcome in to This Day in History on lineupmedia.fm. Tony Hubert with you, my partner, Armand Kachigian, bringing you today the events of December the 3rd throughout the annals of time. How's that stock market doing today? Well, some partner, you're ready to attack me a few minutes ago. It's the dynamic tension Boy, I'll that tell you, makes never... the show work. I don't know what you're so worked up about, first of all. I mean, you want to give the big news that's not not real big news? No, it's December 3rd. The big news of today was yeah. uh, in 1818, Illinois became the 21st U.S. state. No, I got bigger news than that, but it's not what happened today in Washington. Yeah. Well, December 3rd, all the events, all the births, and all those who sadly kissed the bucket, including a guy that— Kicked the bucket. You don't kiss the bucket. Well, oh, yeah, you're right. Kick the bucket. Block that kiss. <laughs> You want to be, yeah, you want to be in the, That's good. In the stands. That's good. <laughs> All right. Anyway. And, of course, we're brought to you by Amazon.com, Audible.com. And uh, when you're at lineupmedia.fm, check out over 50 different podcasts that are waiting for you. Armand sometimes moonlights on Surreal Talk, SurrealTalkPodcast.com. I don't know what talking about this week. The Clinton uh, deaths, I think that was what they were that I think, think was yeah, how uh, unhealthy it is to be a friend or enemy of the Clintons. Yeah, I think that might have been uh, bandied about. I heard I, something I know about debating that. that on Facebook. Yeah, I heard something about that myself. But uh, check it out, surreal podcast, uh, surrealtalkpodcast.com. And also, if you like sports, we got it. Two birds on a bat, Blues NHL podcast, Boston Sports Weekly. There's all sorts of stuff there for you, including health shows, motivational shows. Your friend Rich. Kicking life. Who? Rich. Rich? Yeah. Rich. Comes in, does the Kicking Life motivational oh. podcast. Oh, okay. oh, is that what he does? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You well, kick that sounds the, good. You got to kick that life, Armand. And like I, I said. Kiss that life. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to our show through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, any major podcast outlet. And of course, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash this day in history podcast. Like I said, Illinois, state number 21 today yeah, well. in 1818. So next year's our bicentennial. What are they going to oh, do? Oh, no any- kidding! That's right. Well, what are you going to do guess, for a bicentennial? My correct. What are you going to do for a bicentennial when you're completely out of money? <laughs> yeah, I know. We don't have any money to do anything. Close down a few you know schools. What? Hold a fundraiser. How about cutting off government pensions? Hold a pledge drive. <laughs> trivia. Have a trivia night. I'll provide. Have the a questions. statewide trivia right. night. The winner gets uh, money, and we don't pay them either. Like the lotto. We give you a, we give you an IOU. Remember when those lotteries were going to be the panacea for everything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, they, you know the only people that play them are unfortunately the poor people, just like casinos. You know, I don't know. You talk about a progressive, a regressive tax. My God. A re, I think the proper way to term that would probably be an elective regressive tax, right? Because well, they're kinda, electing yeah, to go right. in, right? But well, I, I think the same thing goes. But I don't think it's a, well. I guess it's a technical, like liquor and uh, liquor and uh, cigarettes. 
elective as well. They call it luxury, or not even luxury, but what a vice tax, vice right? Vice tax, okay. yeah. Well, who mostly smokes, unfortunately, and who, and, and, and on top of all that, yeah. who drinks soda and all the things that they keep taxing and say, well, we're going to keep taxing. The poor people drink soda, and, and that's who gets hurt worse. You know, like right. de Blasio and those clowns. You're, I mean, you're right. Well, it's true. Um, so you hurt the poor people. Now, so, so to make, the question is, do you think it actually, the, the purpose is, at least with that stuff, is to make people, quote, healthier. Do you mm-hmm. think that's working uh, by, by adding a 50 cent tax or whatever, two liters of soda? I, I can't imagine it is. Not, I don't know if we've done a study on it. Not really. But, I mean, is, right. it, is it reducing your soda consumption? I don't think so. No, like I the mean, big gulp thing. Remember that? That was oh. a big. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna. There's a big tag, or you can't sell big gulps and big. Right. Remember the container was right. what they yeah. they banned. So people are just getting two. Yeah, I'll just get two. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what's the whole this about? It's crazy. Here's what I'd like you to do. Yeah. To your point, this is not a slide against these stores because I shop stores. There. Oh, like but, Dollar General? Uh, no, 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 no. Walk into Walmart. Oh, Walmart. Or. or, or, right. or uh, but Walmart especially. Yeah. And most of them have an in-store market now that takes up, eh, you know, sometimes a third of the store, maybe more. Yeah. And walk down the aisle, you know, bef- that that separates sort of the clothing side of Walmart from the food side of Walmart. Mm-hmm. And you will just walk past, past stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of food products that are basically nothing but sugar. Well, that goes for everybody. That's unless you go to Whole. Well, even you know, I go even, to no, no, I go no, to Whole Foods, even market, Whole Foods it's and I'm just looking a different, at some of the stuff. It's, stuff. it's just a different type of sugar. Yeah. Well, it, but it's saying. sugar nonetheless. Well, yeah, but there is a different. I mean, you know, no, sucrose no, and exactly. Man, yeah, no, there I are get it. You know, I get it. Glucose and stuff like that. But it's a high fructose corn. So we've talked, we talked about this. Absolutely, stuff. that's the worst stuff in the world. And why is that? Because the federal government is protecting the sugar industry with these huge tariffs to raise the price of sugar. Or we'd be getting Brazilian sugar, which is just as cheap as high fructose corn syrup and much healthier, even though you know that's a relative term. Relative. But it's still better than that. That's why I like the, the Mex- federal government screwing things up that's again. That's why I like Mexican Coke. Pardon me? Mexican Coke. Have you had it? Coca-Cola. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, if you're going to have, yeah, you, well, you know, have Coke, Armand. You told people you, I like Mexican Coke. What do you think the first thing they're going to think is? Go to the Highlands of Bolivia, yeah, I'm sir. just going to throw the handcuffs on it. Clap you in the Darby's. <laughs> All right, anyway. Well, I no, get it. Yeah, right. Use, no. uh, regular, regular real sugar. sugar. Well, they have that Pepsi, but it's like a dollar and a half a can or it, something. It was expensive. Um, Mountain yeah. Dew, I think, does it as well, which oh, is a Pepsi brand. Well, Coke does it for sure. What puts in real sugar? Yeah, there, you can buy the real sugar option, not the high fructose. Okay, corn well, syrup. yeah, but, it's, but that's so. That's the, not because sugar is expensive; it's because they're quote protected. Good segue because you know Illinois, the land of high fructose corn syrup, where all the corn here is either grown for that or to feed beef, or to put in your gas tank, I guess, or ethanol. Right, ethanol, very that's, very that's little of it is for human yeah. consumption. Well, it's okay if it feed beef because that brings the price down. That's not bad. That's corn is to be fed to animals or people, and yeah. a lot of corn you can't feed to human beings there's a, that's a different kind of corn yeah, yeah. right okay. i like a line i white sweet i don't think that's the proper term um i think the uh, corn cur- uh, uh an ear of corn always has an even number of uh, rows of uh no kidding yeah that's a trivia question yeah i like um uh, uh, oh man i might get if anyone knows help me i think if it's called a line i white or white a line i sweet and it is so pale yellow but man, you don't even really need to put salt and butter on the corn. Just put it in the water, heat it up a little. 
Right. Well, you shouldn't anyway. It's not no good for your you blood go. pressure. 1901, Armand, this is up your alley, U.S. President Theodore oh. Roosevelt. Oh, Jesus. He uh, asked Congress for a little favor. Hey, Congress, can you do me something? And what he asked for, hey, can you curb the power of the trust within reasonable limits? Right. He, he does so during the State of the let Union me, Let me translate. Message. Eliminate every trust. <laughs> that's, that's your that, that's Truman. That's Truman's uh, reasonable limit. Although you know, the, uh, the, that's a fallacy. Though the the, the, bigger, the guy who busted more trusts than he did was actually Taft, mm-hmm. which is certainly not a badge of merit, if you ask me. Okay. Here again, we it, talked def- about this. Tr- Read Murray Auth- Murray. Oh, sure, sure. But define a trust. Well, it's kind of complicated. Uh, I was trying to figure that out. Circa nineteen. Well, it's a lot of the, circa the Gilded Age. Armand. Technically, typically, it's a bank that has a lot of like they have railroads. They have they have their tentacles in a lot of things, so you're all linked up like as Knickerbocker an, Trust as a loan or as an no investment? the companies are invested, okay. yeah, and reliant upon each other somewhat. So when one of them falls, it's creating a big, an interdependency, supposedly, yeah, and that's what I think it was. Nineteen oh seven, the Panic of nineteen oh seven was the Knickerbocker Trust. Mm-hmm went belly up for some reason. I don't remember okay. what set it off, but it, you know, th- this whole thing. And that was when they had the panic and JP Morgan stepped in and quote, saved the country, you know, because he decided to prop it up. Mm-hmm. And that's when they said, wow, we can't have one guy that have that much power. We got to have federal reserve. In other words, give 12 guys that power, you know, 12 bankers. So anyway, but that's, yeah, trusts are, I don't know, these nebulous things. The argument against them is, and this is, have you been following the AT&T Time Warner deal? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes, I have. That's not a, what's wrong with that deal? That's that's called a vertical. That's a vertical takeover. Where they're two different companies, two mm-hmm. different two different media. In, in fact, one's a media and one's a telecom. What is the problem here? Uh, that's not a trust. The only the only what I see with that is the lines between what's media and what's telecommunications are beginning to get blurred. True. Right. But it, what's the and whole I mean, point of this? Blurred. Really. They're protecting us, right? They're protecting the consumer. And I told you to read the Progressive Era by Murray Rothbard, and he talks about it. There is no, there is absolutely no proof of any of this stuff happening. Rockefeller, Vanderbilt, uh, all those guys had huge. It meant Rockefeller controlled all the oil virtually. If I, if I prices take, went down. If I take prices it back plummeted in twenty years. Yeah. Um, McKinley's president. I got Rockefeller, Morgan on the upswing. Yeah, right. I still got the Vanderbilts. Uh, who am I leaving out here? Well, uh, Mellon, Carnegie. No, I think he's next. I think he's later. Carnegie. Uh, maybe they're around, but I'm not sure they're quite at their app at the 20s. But, well, Mellon was Secretary of Treasury. Okay. Uh, can I but, but say that are, American Power is cons- consolidated yeah. into about four guys? I think Rockefeller, at his prime, owned what do you like a couple percent of the whole economy. One guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, no. but that's the thing. What I'm saying is these guys controlled vast conglomerates of these sections, railroads, yes. oil, yes. steel. Yes. Prices plummeted for the consumer. The only thing that kept them up or the only thing that raised them was the government getting involved and telling people you have, you have to raise prices. For instance, they would make a deal with the, the trains. Listen, give me a break on my oil. You know, oh, this is my coal, needing to ship. My coal or my and oil or whatever. when he didn't get the break on the oil, you know what he did. Well, he buy the he buy the railroad and built the pipeline or, too. Well, he could do all kinds of things, but whatever he did, basically lowered the price. The, the the fallacy of the trust is these guys get together, they crowd it. What they do is they lower the prices to crowd out the little guy, uh-huh. and once they do that, well, the pro, you know now we got the now we got a monopoly. The prices are going to skyrocket, and there's no proof of that. Rothbard goes into it over and over again that there's no proof that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, you made your point. Right. Well, do a podcast on Murray Rothbard. You, you know, uh, uh, 
who was uh, one of our listeners was asking me what he should read. Sure. Well, we always say obviously road to serfdom. This uh, economics this day, in one lesson. This day in history Click on your Amazon banner and take any of Armand's economic suggestions. I'm reading a new book. Uh, called The Age of Cryptocurrency. I, I saw that. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd read it, but I don't know if I could even understand. No, you can't. You, oh, really? you certainly can't. Oh, it better uh, be at a very basic level. No, I was thinking of a uh, No, because it starts with what is money. Um, and Read Murray Rothbard, The History of Money and Banking. Yeah, you're sort of, I think you're a metalist mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. versus a, a, a chartelist or a chartalist. Chartalist. C-H-A-R-T-A-L-I-S-T. Yeah. What's that supposed to? What is that? I have no um, idea where that comes from. I, I don't either in terms of the hmm. the origin of the word, but it it, it basically is the, the, the coin, even a gold coin that you hold in your hand really yeah. has no intrinsic value. Of course not. The value it has is the trust for the obligation of paying debts. Right. Of course. Yeah. No, C-H-A-R-T-A-L. Uh, is that's a what theory? I said. I thought that's what I said. C-H- I you said E-L, but no, whatever. A-L. A-L. Is a theory of money which argues that money originated with states' attempt to direct economic activity rather than as a spontaneous solution to the problems with barter right, or as a means with which to tokenize debt and that fiat currency has value in exchange because of sovereign power to mm-hmm. levy taxes. Which is basically the, your economic stop, activity, the, the bank of last resort, if you will. I'm going to check that. I don't know. It's a good thing to, to, to get to know the sort of the two arguments between, you know, a metal metalist yeah. and you know that we have I to have an exotic uh, you know uh physical what was your professor what was he what did he say i don't ever remember discussing oh. this although really? i do it didn't come up in your economics class well not economics 101 a gold standard i don't know just no, basically the gold, no right, that what did he certainly say? did okay. certainly was he did. pro gold standard uh he or was fiat money he was pro gold standard to a point but he was also like staying on a standard pegged to a to a precious metal will well, it doesn't necessarily have to be a pre- but that's, no, 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 that's the thing you, what are you, you gonna peg, peg it to hey, they peg, peg it to salt, they salt, salt you know, exactly chinese had these big stones but big like, stones you can't fact, put that in your pocket i read about one thing armand they actually dropped the stone by accident into the ocean uh-huh. yet they still because they knew it was yeah, there right it's still it's still money <laughs> used it yeah money. right if you can pick it up it's yours it's yours <laughs> so basically then you're putting a, your value on strength you know, but anyway, I, I think you have to have something. It's fascinating. Or you have this reserve bank. That's the problem with and Rothbard th- talks about and reserve think, banking. Well, and no, and no, uh, and, a, and a fiat currency, which that, kills your currency. And we've seen that. I think the two arguments is I'm starting to understand them. One is uh, if you peg it to, and for the sake of argument, peg it to gold, you're not going to have the growth that you could enjoy. Growth of what? The economy, the expansion. I disagree. Well, hold on. Why? But they're talking about lending of credit and things like that, where instead of people having to accumulate through earnings and then spend, they can spend and then earn to pay. So well, the, I think it's no. I think it's. I disagree. I think it's deflationary. I think that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, which is not bad. That, that's a, that's like a four letter word to no, these because, economists. Well, it, you have a set know, amount I, of gold. I know it is. Okay. I know it you is. You can't print much more money. Yeah, that, but that's not quite. So what does that do? Hold on. That's not the, quite the argument. Because after the gold standard was removed by Nixon in 71? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what happened in the 70s? Well, you had a lot. Yeah, but that's not. I don't know if that's. Hold on. You had inflation. In, exactly. Of course. Exactly. But that was OPEC, too. And well, there, there, other there's fact, but, other factors. But, but yeah. But you had inflation you ex- before that. But then what happened? The economy. The economy 
10 years later, really starts to take off because consumer credit's available. I don't know about that. I think that was the taxes that were lowered. It took 10 years after you go. Okay, so in other words, you're saying there's a lag time of 10 years once uh, you got I, I don't buy that. I, well, hold on. I, 18 months, maybe, I, I but can, not 10 years. I can remember when my parents first started to pull out the credit card. It was in the early 1980s. Yeah, but, but because the interest rates were 20% in 1978. Who's going to buy on credit then? See, I think the thing is money has a value, and so Absolutely. does this interest. And what, yeah. what are you paying for? Time. Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go to Japan and you get negative interest rates. Oh, no. Look what's happening. I mean, right. but there again, I don't. You're, you're you're knocking economics on its head, so I don't know what's going to happen now. Because when right. I studied economics, it's, it's like fascinating. Dude, nobody would ever thought. Oh, dude, you it's know, fascinating. A bank's got ten dollars, and they really only have nine because they're giving you, you know, because they've got a negative interest rate. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's what it. You know, that's what it implies. I got a hundred dollars in the bank. Well, really, you got ninety. You really got if, ninety if you're paying. Yeah. If and by the way, since we're fra- since we're fractionally reserved it, banking. Um, you really don't have anything in there. Well, yeah. Well, if you, you come got, and ask for it, well, it used to be you we'll have ten dollars, but really that means you got a hundred because it's only ten percent. You only have to keep on hand, right? But anyway, all right. Read okay. Murray Rothbard. Yeah, there's your suggestion. 1910, modern neon lighting demonstrated for the first time at the Paris Motor Show by George Claude. Uh, I love neon lighting. Yeah, I don't neon, know why. I love gas. it though. I think you put it through. I think but it's, it's a not magnet your, or whatever. Is it and always it glows. neon? Yeah. Is there other forms? What are the the noble gases? Is that what family yeah, that's but, in? Right. Which is noble because they don't react. Basically, their like their outer electron shell is full and they don't react. They're very inert. What virtually. else do you have besides neon? Is there Z- is neon, ar- xenon, argon? radon, argon? I think that's it. Argon, neon, radon, uh, and uh, what was the other one I just said? I don't know neon. what it is about me. I'm a sucker for neon lights. I love the well, artwork I do too. I love of Vegas. Yeah, I love that. that. Vegas at night to me is much more thrilling than the ocean or mountains or oh it's 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 incredible to yeah. look at yeah and I, I mean i like things like the remember the old is it mobile that had the pegasus the horse that would neon and the wings would flap yeah well, in fact they even had it in uh that that lousy marx brothers movie love happy remember harpo's <laughs> riding the thing he's riding it. yeah, That's right. okay. yeah don't see that movie it's, no don't it's terrible don't uh hold on i got one here for you armand yeah this, see this here. movie this is pretty yeah. funny yeah. yeah it's not bad on this date 1927, here's the score to it. The first ever Laurel and Hardy film is released. Not true. Lucky Dog was the first movie they made. Why did they credit this? Because this is the first there as a team. Because the other one, they're both in it, but they weren't. They're not a... Yeah. Right. Joint bill. In fact, I think think Hardy actually robbed him or something, you know, but that was the first. But uh, then uh, Hal Roach got the idea too, and obviously it's a silent... And it is pretty funny where he's trying to put the pants on him and everything. He's got a kilt on or something. He's off the boat with a kilt. Yeah, is yeah. the premise of the right. uh, of the deal. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. And, uh, so, putting pants on Philip is the name of the film. It's only about eh, two reels, twenty minutes probably. Two yeah. reeler. I think all of it's here on uh, oh, YouTube. Actually, all. I think I'm on Daily Mo. Yeah, I'm on Daily Motion watching okay, this. But go go to YouTube. It's we got a nice see. jazzy score. Oh, they all do. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. And this is 1927. So right at the end of the silent era. Uh, yeah, but they went. I don't think their first silence for a couple of years yet, you know, because it's small. That that took a while to catch on. But yeah, the jazz singer came out in '27. Now, one of the things, and look, you don't have to like Laurel and Hardy, but well, check you, out. Well, check, you should check out this film though, because some of these outdoor shots, you know, these aren't really staged shots on a lot. You're just getting a snapshot of American life on the street. Yeah, well, they're probably shooting it, yeah. And it's old it's, LA. That's yeah, yeah. It's well, pretty that's, interesting. Actually, I used to have a book. Uh, 
old Los Angeles and it's from, you know, stills from mm-hmm. silent movies. Yeah. It's kind of interesting what things look like. Hollywood Boulevard and everything. Yeah. Orange Groves were out there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, so it's worth exploring. Just but I would get, if you're going to watch through. a silent Laurel and Hardy, I'd watch Big Business, which was probably the funniest silent thing. And Hal Roach did this one? Yeah, I think course, I saw his name yeah. on the opening credits. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah all right. All. Uh, 1960, Camelot debuts at the Majestic Theater, the Broadway musical. Of course, right. that becomes associated. I, this invites an imitation, of course. I knew what my people then thinking tonight as home through the fields they wander. Everyone's smiling in secret delight. They stare at the castle and ponder. That's uh, Richard Burton doing King Arthur. Is that the film? Well, th- yeah, but he did the Broadway, too. He did do the Broadway. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I think I think uh, Julie Andrews, who was in the, was she in the movie? I think she was in the movie. Now, how did Camelot which I was, which get was associated awful. with the Kennedy administration? Well, it was a big hit. You sure. know, and I think, I think it was, what's his name, uh... Who was the guy? Was it Manchester? Uh, the guy that did the uh, the Kennedy? It wasn't until they actually killed him that he came up with the you know the Camelot. Oh, that Camelot. Is... Yeah, that was okay. right. Okay. This brief shining one. Glorious so in 1962, brief... no, no one was referring no. to this as. That's what I'm trying to think of. Who who was the guy that did the? Uh, uh... Ted Sorensen, Arthur Schlesinger. No, uh, no, they did the bi- biography, but it was a historian. Um. But he's the one that first to use that term for the Kennedy. Got it. The Kennedy Got it. Okay, over. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the musical, Guinevere's in a convent and, you know, yeah. things aren't going so well. No, Camelot's in ruins. It's, it's, it's in ruins. So that's what he's talking about. One brief, shining moment. moment. 1964, uh, Berkeley, California, at the University of California, the main campus for the system out there. Yeah. Uh, 800 students arrested. Following their takeover and sit-in at the admin building. What was this all about? Uh, it's the free speech movement in protest of the UC region's decision to forbid protest on UC property. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is when actually, yeah, they actually wanted free speech. Now, of course, they don't. Which is the uh, ironic thing. Yeah, that, right, right. Uh, and the guy, the guy that... Because if that Mio Yannopoulos, whatever, wants yeah, to, is yeah. invited to speak at Berkeley, by all means, let him speak. I told you. They and, then, and then heckle the shit out of him. Whatever, that's fine. Fine. Who yeah, cares? Right. I don't have a problem with that. I don't care if you have socialists. For, I mean, technically, I don't care if you have a Nazi, really. He's got a right to say what he has to say. I mean, you don't have a, you, you know, you don't, I don't know. You just, that's, and, and the guy that was really in on the, the guy, what, what year was this? This was 64. So this was when. Because uh, you know buildings, you know buildings at Berkeley don't have, uh, there's a, well, oh, how does this I'm go? I'm trying to think who. Uh, they don't have locks. Well, why would you need them? Well, after this, they were like, uh, "Oh, uh, I think it was Glenn Seaborg was a regent then, right?" I don't know because he he was really a big free right. He was on the, this this bandwagon. Oh, now you know one of the things I do love about Berkeley. You would appreciate. Well, it's this. a nice campus. I think it's, it I is. Think it's be- it is. Yeah. It is beautiful. Nice, Not as yeah. pretty as UCLA, but it's it's beautiful. No, but it's pretty good. I um, like it. I I do like that they. And it's it's a little pretentious, but as you're walking past a building. There'll be a parking spot for the professors, and it'll say Nobel Prize Laureate Parking Only. Glenn Seaborg won one. I know that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there, there, well, there's plenty of them at UC Berkeley. Yeah, well, we got one of those at Swick, too, but there's no cars parked there. <laughs> and it's a very small spot. It's about like that. It's for, it's for a Matchbox car. Ah, well. Let's see here. Yeah, I think he was the regent. Let's see. Research scientist at Berkeley, because I think he was in on this. I mean, Ann Coulter, I think, had to cancel from there. I know. You would, um, come on. Again, I mean, 
Look, you hate her. Fine. Right. Whatever. That's fine with me. Yeah. I, I don't mean, give but a shit. Heckle the crap out of her. Well, that's what's happening. That's what's pro- Well, when you got a, a little safety zone where you have your puppies, you have to stroke. Yeah, just in case, I don't, God forbid somebody says, you know. You're making a little too much America, out of no, the that's safety true. That's true. zone thing. It, it's not. There's Well, they have them. Where they have the little puppies, you know, and all this stuff. That's, Seaborg um, served as chancellor from yes. 1958 to 61, so um, he wouldn't have been there. No, for, he wouldn't have been but there I know he had 64. this problem because he was he was really on. You know, on that was a big thing with him. Okay, all the speakers, I want them there. And you know, by I think, I think he may still be the guy who's got the longest entry in Who's Who. Really? For a while there, I know in the Glenn, Guinness Book of World Records, yeah, Glenn Seaborg. The longest. That's yeah, saying something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, 1967, take you to Cape Town, South Africa, the Grote Sure. Hospital. I'm going to assume that's a Dutch name, Grute. right? Yeah, Grute. Grute. Yeah. G-R-O-O-T-E-S-H-U-U-R. Oh, is this where Bernard did his transplant? That is correct. Christian Bernard carries out the first heart transplant on a human. He does so on the 53-year-old Louis Wash Kinski. And I think he... Now, wait a minute. i got to get this straight. He lasted a while because I think the Jarvik guy lasted, what, 18 days? That's about right. How long this guy? This guy lasted a few months, didn't he? A few months? I think he was, yeah, that, because the Jarvik 7 guy was like 18. I was asked that one time on ah, a trivia of all that's things. That's good trivia. That's, yeah, it's I, tough trivia, but it's exactly. good. I said like two weeks. That wasn't good enough. That wasn't good no, enough. No, 18 days. All right, well. Okay, what do I got here? But, uh, this guy, I think, lasted a while. Yeah, let's see. Hey, they're going to do that. Dude. When are they going to do that head transplant? That's coming up, I think. Did you hear about this? We talked about it. It was is uh, Doctor that uh, Italian guy. Doc, they call him oh, Doctor Frankenstein. Know. But isn't he going to do it in China? Well, he has to. Nobody else will let him do it. How do you attach all those nerves? Well, the thing is, he's going to do. That's the thing. He's going to first. He freezes the body. Okay. Or not freeze it, but gets it very low, like seventy degrees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he takes this very fine la- with a laser, zip, cuts right through it, right, and it's supposed to be a very exact cut. And then he, uh, you know, I'm, I'm following because, because these nerves regenerate, and he, 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 he apparently he's done it with dogs. And the dog can walk. He's actually cut their spinal cords and reattached. Right, the cord. and reattached them, and the dog walks. Not real well, but but can walk. So the first heart transplant only took six hours. Yeah, now they do it in like forty-five minutes. And and, you know, and, and Washkansky would would die eighteen days later, as you just said. Oh, but, is that what it was? Oh, but the cause of death, you had it. Eighteen, you were okay. on the money. Um, but that, w- that was a Jarvik guy, okay. Was because of pneumonia. Yeah, yeah, he got a due infection. to his immune system right, they, being they weakened. His, right, they yeah. knocked his immune system out. Now they got most of that stuff under control where they don't have to give you all these drugs. Which to, is fascinating. So, so reject the transplant. Even on the first heart transplant, it's it's not technically the heart. Right. So who knows maybe how yeah, long. it's a little different. You know, that's like giving a brain transplant. Although, you know, they can't do an eye transplant because of that. Because you have like these millions of nerve fibers from yeah. your eye to your brain. Yeah. You're not going to do it. No. But maybe. God only knows. They may be able to override. What, what they'll probably do is override all that shit. Just get a better USB cord in there. Well, that's what they're going to do. They're yeah. going to have some kind of, you know, uh, they're going to override all what this is and put a half optic, eye that goes right to your cord, optic, cerebral cortex. Optic cord? Optic nerve? Optic nerve. Okay. It, it, I'm fascinated by it. But it, I know it, it's it a little Frankenstein-y. To your, well, but, but that head transplant, if they do that, that's going to be something. All right. Halfway through the program, let's see who was born on December 3rd, uh, 1826. Well, hold on, Armand. Who do you have on birthdays I got, prior uh, to 1826? I, I, that's where I start today. 1755. Uh, Gilbert Stewart. Gilbert Stewart. You look at his painting every day. 
Do I? If you have a dollar bill in your pocket, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, that's Washington. And he d- Athenium. And, and, and Athenium. He, ne- he never finished it? Right. It was unfinished. And it's actually called Athenium. That's the name of the portrait. Why Athenium? Uh, I don't know. The New Athens or I, something? I don't Is know. That something, the... I don't know what he was going to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the $1 bill. So that's Gilbert Stewart. And he was famous for doing his portraits of Washington. Uh, then I guess, yeah, the next one would be yours. Yeah, George B. McClellan, the... I'm not, here again, I'm not a Civil War guy. Civil I don't know if this guy's general. as horrible a general as everybody says he was. Well, he didn't want to fight. Well, even Grant said he's the biggest mystery of the war. Yeah. So it, I don't know. I mean, a bit of an enigma. Well... Uh, but born in 1826. Riddle, wrapped and, in an enigma. Well, that's Russia. Well, that's McClellan, too. Well, true. He, I didn't know he was governor of New Jersey. I, I did not know no, that either. He did run either. for president in 1864. Yes, he did. He ran against Lincoln. Right. Who had uh, dismissed him from the Army of the Potomac? Right. Uh, in the so, well, in the year so prior, off. in 1863. So, do so, you think Comey will run against Truman? Uh, <laughs> Truman, <laughs> Trump, Truman. Okay. I think they're similar. Believe me, Trump and Truman are pretty similar. I think if you, uh, if you read some of the shit Truman used to say, I think James. Uh, I think Comey's happy to sit at home and watch cable TV. He's going to write a book. Oh sure! Oh, oh yeah! Everybody will have oh, a, everybody will have a book deal. Oh, yeah. Everybody will be getting paid, Armand, except you and I. Yeah. Uh, Eighteen fifty-seven. Oh, Joseph! Yeah, I, one I, of my favorites, Armand. Joseph yeah. Conrad. Uh, if you have not read *The Secret Agent* or *Hearts of Darkness*. Heart of heart dark. of darkness. Yes, Sorry, one heart. Yeah. One, one yeah. heart, not heart. yeah. Christian Bernard transplanted. Oh, great, great stuff. Uh, in fact, so good. In fact. If you don't know, Heart of Darkness is what Coppola eventually turns into Apocalypse Now. Yeah. However, the film that I would have loved to have seen and which Orson Welles picked as his first project was yeah. indeed Heart of Darkness. Right. To the point where they were building sets and everything and script. And I forget what happens, Armand. Well, Citizen Kane happened. Well, they were some having trouble getting funding. Funding. You know? I mean, and nobody really wanted to. That's not such a great idea, Orson, you know, for your first. For your first? Yeah. Because it's a big, big yeah. picture. And instead, uh, Citizen Kane comes his way, and that's what gets made. Yeah. So Nostromo. I mean, the, the interesting with this guy, if you read these things, you're going to say, wow, I don't, you're going to go, you better have a dictionary handy. And the thing is, that's not, his, English is not his native language. No, he's Polish. Yeah. Which is amazing. He was born in Poland. What's his real name? Theod- Theodolski or something oh, like that. Oh, let yeah. me look this up. Let me look this yeah. up. Because that is another good one. If they Theodore Kimodolski. If you know, if you were hit in a uh, in yeah. a trivia with uh, and the, it's a what, Polish name, here's what they'll do. They'll hand you the Polish name. Josef Theodore Konrad Korzini, uh, Korzin, Korzin, Korziniowski. Okay. Josef the- Theodore. Yeah, I know there's a Theodore in there. So a Ted. Yep. Conrad. Ted Kaczynski. And he shortened it up to Joseph Conrad. Right. Yeah, very simple. Yeah. Uh, where was he born here? Uh, oh, he's actually born in the Russian Empire of... Uh, oh, yeah. Berdyachev. Okay. Western Russia. Yeah. Um, okay. So who's Mlad Zekulovich? Mlad Zekulovich? I don't know. Carl Malden. That's I told right. you. Hand me that helmet, Sekulovich. Yeah, they always throw the Sekulovich into yep, the Malden. Every movie he's in. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, uh, 1927. Uh, this is my mother's favorite artist of all time. Velvety voice. Yeah. I well, guess. I got to tell you, as when I was young, I thought this is absolute utter crap. Really? As I've grown older, you got to appreciate a dude who can sing like this. Wide 
little slight for me. I like I like a little bit more. Well, he couldn't. Henry Mancini. Well, you know, it, it's a myth that he was doing the singing for Lauren Bacall in uh, oh, To yeah. Have and Have Not. Yeah. No, that's several books say that. They really say I, that? I was just reading a trivia book that said that. It's, it's not so true. Weird. She did her own singing in To Have and Have Not. So I don't know where that got started. I mean, he didn't want to be Sinatra, and he didn't want to be... No, he's got his own. He's got his own. I like being Crosby myself. If I like my crooners, I like Crosby. Where do you rank Williams as the... Because he's a pop singer, yeah. even though I don't know that kids today would consider this anywhere about, I like close Robert to Goulet. I like, uh, that's a big voice. Yeah, I like that's Robert Goulet, voice. who was in Camelot. Yes. Camelot, by the way. He's yep. Lancelot. He's great. Uh, he's up there, I guess. You know, like I said, Bing Crosby. I like Sinatra, of course. You have to put him up there. How can you not? Uh, Mel Torme. Oh, the Velvet Fall. Yeah. So, you know, of course, none of them are Lawrence Tibbet. I was listening to... Uh, Dick Hames. Dick Hames, yeah. Hey, married to Rita Hayworth. Well, He's doing better than you are. Yeah, sure is. I think he was married to Rita Hayworth, wasn't he? I think she married him. Do you remember or was it Betty line? Grable? Who did he marry? When, when Sinatra is hosting the Tonight Show, because he would be guest host once in a while. Oh, yeah, and he asked him who he, he listens asked, to. He asked Rickles, hey, uh, who's your favorite uh, 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 singer? And Rickles, without batting an eye, just blurts out, Dick Hames. Oh, you know what's even funnier is uh, when they were doing the, uh, they were doing the uh, roast... And Peter Falk comes up as Columbo, and he goes, he goes, now this is this is my, now this ain't me, but this is my family. My cousin says on this new album, you know, your voice is a little weak. He says uh, that you're just moving your lips, and that uh, um, what do you say? Uh, oh, oh, Jerry Vale does the singing for you. Oh. <laughs> that was great, Jerry Vale. Remember that line from Good Morning oh. Vietnam? Let's get Jerry Vale. He no, closes at the Copa on the 14th. Is that, date bad, firm? Actually. is that date firm? I got it from my niece. Jerry Vale's not bad. <laughs> you think you think a soldier in Vietnam wanted to no. wanted to hear Jerry Vale sing in 1965? I doubt it. Well, is that the one? Is that where Bruno Kirby took over? Yeah. Is that who he played? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's because no, because he's in there. He's like, didn't someone like me say? And William says, "Oh, come on, let's stop screwing around. Get the Beach Boys." Didn't someone bearing a striking resemblance to me say that kind of music yeah, is not acceptable? Rita Hayward and Wendy Smith. You wasn't a bad looking woman either. Nice job. Oh, she's married to Nora. He was married to Nora Eddington. That's Errol Flynn's second wife. Whoa. And Joanne Drew. God, that was John Ireland's wife. Well, this guy did well, huh? Damn. Yeah. Rita Hayworth, Fran Jeffrey. Wow, she's hot too. Yeah, they did well. Nineteen thirty seven. Maybe he's my new favorite. <laughs> damn. Nineteen thirty seven. Damn good. Uh, birth of. Uh, for the old time NASCAR drivers, stock car drivers, Armand, this guy's my favorite, Bobby Allison. Okay, I don't oh, know. he's wonderful. He, favorite driver. He's though. wonderful, I mean, man. You know, he was in that damn car. He, no, it, he's a wonderful human being. Oh, all right. Well, that's different. And I don't know. He and his wife, boy, they've had some tragedy. They lost two sons. They got divorced. They what, got wrecks? remarried. Uh, helicopter crash and I believe a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Clifford and uh, Davy. Guys are nuts. Clifford and Okay, Dave. wait a minute. You're past Great Celeste. driver, though. One over 80 uh, Winston Cup events, champion as well. And um, I got, when I was doing motorsports, I got to know him uh, on several, you know, sit down interviews we did. Oh, he was wonderful. Okay, who'd I miss, Armand? Well, 1893. No, you're going way back. Anton Webern. Who's that? Uh, composer. Uh, you know, if you despise melody and uh, any kind of music that's not discordant, listen to this guy. Okay. One of uh, Schoenberg and uh, Alban Berg's uh, students, which just goes to show. 
that's music. Okay, that's that's. But anyway, the guy didn't deserve to go the way. His death is a little bit more. I thought Armand just had a spasm. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is. You know, they got that Schoenberg. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. UCLA is a big UCLA yes, guy. Yeah, yes, he is. Oh, yeah, tear that thing down. Mm. If you're gonna take down Robert E. Lee's statue, <laughs> this guy did more against civilization than he did. Anyway, um, this guy. Uh, yeah, it's it's occupied Austria, and the guy walks. He's at his brother, his son-in-law's house. And steps out to have a cigar. Well, his son-in-law was an ex-SS guy. This is 1945. Yeah. And uh, it's a big sting because he's running a black market operation, oh. more or less like Harry Lime, you know, speaking of Orson Welles. Okay. And uh, they man. raid the place. Yeah. Yeah. And they raid the place, and he's outside having a smoke and makes some noise, and a PFC who's a cook comes out and shoots him three times and kills him. Interesting way to go. Wow. You didn't see that coming. No, no. What a way. So that's your composer of the All day. Right. Interesting ending. That was nineteen four, and then nineteen eleven. Speaking of composers, Nino Rota. Oh, Godfather! Yeah, won the Academy Award for uh, Godfather two, I believe. Why well, did we he all win know. it for one? I don't think he won it for one because that was, I think, uh, maybe uh, that was the year that uh, that Liza Minnelli movie, uh, Cabaret, Cabaret won all those things. Cabaret actually won more Academy Awards, I believe, that year, but it didn't win the big one. Huh. I got to tell you, though, as a piece of iconic music. Yeah, this is Nino Rota. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, so. do you know, and this is, you're going to get offended. <laughs> Happy birthday to Nino Rota, though, because this is. Yeah. yeah, he died young. He wasn't very old, like 967 or something. Do you know, I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. Okay. The guitar solo intermission of the show. Where Slash, you know who Slash is, Armand? Yes, I know who Slash okay, is. Okay, good. He comes out, this is what he plays. Oh, well. And it's beautiful. You want to hear that? <laughs> Not really. No, you don't. Hear, I'd rather hear La Strada if you're going to play some Nino Rota. But this is, yeah. Now. It's good stuff. In films of the 20th century for scores. Yeah, this is. Is iconic. this number one or is this number two? Where do well, you... not to me, but I mean, most people would say it is. This is know, number I one. I like Corn Gold myself, but it's in the top 10. And it's, it's probably, you know, as far as recognizable, yeah. No, let's just, okay, let's just look at it for an individual piece of music, though. This has so many elements of so many things in it. Well, I think Rota's done better himself, actually. He did Romeo and my, Juliet? Did he? Which one? The Bertolucci? Yeah. Romeo and Juliet? Probably. I mean, he did Italian, anything Italian, you probably. It's either him or uh, the other guy, uh, the guy that's still alive, Mar- Marconi. <laughs> Oh, he scored, wah, you know, wah, he scored, wah. he just scored the Hateful Eight. I was watching oh, yeah, that the other like 92. night. 92. Quentin still Tarantino. still at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Nino Rota. I'm sorry I missed that one, Armand. Yeah. Happy birthday. What a, what a piece of music. God, that's great. All righty. Okay. okay. So, yeah. He's... Now, from Nino Rota. To a poser. To. <laughs> Is that how he, t- I don't really, I, you, I think I'm you not nailed acting it. like. I think you nailed like somebody it. Somebody put that, so I was watching TV one hour, I was peripherally watching saying what the hell is that guy saying but you can understand him when he's when he sings it's like mel tillis who just died right he didn't stutter when he sang now strangely enough happy birthday ozzy osbourne born on this date december 3rd 1948 when ozzy sings i understand him yeah when he talks i don't got a clue right this is actually a pretty good song it's a great song this is a great song you know why? This song can be done in any number of versions, any number of genres, and it still translates well. Oh, yeah? Does Slash do this one, too? 
Uh, I'd like to see what uh, Anton Webern would have done with this. God. All right. Yeah. Well, this is my. This is the only Ozzy. Well, I guess he was a Black Sabbath. They actually had some pretty good songs. Well, Iron Man. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So I like Black Sabbath. Yeah. I mean. I see. I would never. Is this guy devil worshiper or what? No. No. Oh. Is he the one that bit the the bat? Yeah. yeah okay. So the story. The story about the bat. Uh, that concert is, I think, in Des Moines, Iowa, of all places. You got to remember, back in those days, the the tour circuit used to have some weird stops. But somebody tossed a bat on stage, right? And he thinks it's a prop. He thinks it's a, and he's like, oh, I know what no, I'll it's do. Rubber, I guess. Yeah, right? he thinks it's rubber. I know what I'll do. I'll pick it up. I'll bite its head off. I can bite through this rubber. And nah, real bat. That's like Errol Flynn. Remember, I told you one of his jobs was castrating a sheep. I think with his, with his mouth. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Yeah, well, no, thank you. That'll make you go into acting. Yeah, it sure will. Uh, 1951, happy birthday, Rick Mears, one of my favorite Another. IndyCar drivers, four-time Another. winner. Is he of the, still alive? Oh, yeah, okay. Indy 500. Uh, 1960, Daryl Hannah. Yeah, I never thought she no? was much. Oh, she was very unique look. I just watched. Oh, I, watched no, I don't like unique. I like pretty. I, I watched uh, Roxanne last night. She stars in with Steve yeah. Martin, the Cyrano de Bergerac. Mar- oh, that's right. Yeah. Retelling? Yeah. I just never thought she was that great looking. I think a movie star. Hold on, hold on. I think she's unique looking. I, know, I think she's, she's very pretty, pretty but no one really looks like Daryl like, Hannah. Even like in um, Splash? No, Wall Street. Uh, see, same era. Like, you know, what? she's she's like average to me, you know? Like for, for her to be like the. the the Charlie. catch, yeah, yeah but right. foxes, right? I, I like the gal that came to him and said, "We're going out." That gal was good looking. Oh yeah, that was tough. That was that was. Remember he's talking. He was he was that was talking about shelf. stocks and she's going down on him. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, that good. Was, that was top shelf. Yeah, now that's good looking woman. Uh, okay, she's you think not that caliber. Uh, uh, we're gonna. When she when she married to John, or it's just his girlfriend, right? Kennedy, John, John. For a while, John. But he John, didn't yeah. marry her, right? No, no, they weren't married. Good thank, thank God for her. You ever see her in uh, in uh, Kill Bill? She has a great role in Kill Bill. Which one? I saw the first one. Uh, I think it's volume one. Yeah, all right. But I, I think guess. her demise comes in volume two, oh, and it? it's spectacular. <laughs> it's great. Another girl, another actress I love, Julianne Moore. Yeah, she won the Academy Award for... Uh, Kids Are All Right? No, no. No? Uh, Still Alice? Wasn't that? Oh, yeah. Is that her name? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, I, I didn't see it. She had apparently she had Alzheimer's. Is that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, she's all right. I, I didn't think she was as good as uh, Jodie Foster in that. You know, when she was in the, she played the same part in the uh, oh, Hannibal right. Lecter series, right? No, Julianne was not as good as as Foster in Silence of the Lambs because right. whatever uh, she did, Red did Dragon, she do Hannibal or Dra- I don't know. Well, oh, Red Dragon. She did I think, the comes sequel, from, right? The sequel Julianne Moore's in because Foster right. didn't didn't you know. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think. I've never been uh, one for redheads. I don't think. No, she's she was great in the Big Lebowski. Oh man, was she I great! I think what I did like her. I guess I have to see that still out. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you'd love her in. Uh, uh, the uh, where she plays Sarah Palin. What would that be? It's an HBO film called uh, Fair Game. Or uh, she looks like Sarah Palin. Oh, she nailed it. Not only did she look look like her. Yeah, not only did she look like her, she got every... I saw a porn movie with a Sarah Palin. Man, she was good. Man, man. But she looked like her. Except with implants. A lot of people do. What do you mean? She's a pretty woman. Yeah, she is. She is. Not that many, though. But you put a pair of glasses on, the same hairstyle, and the same makeup, and you can get relatively close. Okay, I guess. You can. It goes for anybody, I guess. Uh, And sadly, do you remember... Oh, yeah, I remember this. The birthday, and we're talking about the birthday, because I don't want to get into the other conversation, but Terry Schiavo, who 
was well, the American medical patient who she was on life support. life support, and husband wanted to remove her from the yeah, life support. Yeah, that's what I don't like. And the family, right? I, I I'm with the family that a husband wants to get rid of her. Well, f-, f you, buddy. You don't have that. I don't know. That's that's what's your stand on? Well, that? they're married. That's and- the problem with this euthanasia stuff. If I'm in a car wreck, I don't want anybody killing me. You know, you never know because uh, they've proven these people have brain. You know, now, now the more they get into it, they have they have certain sensation. They're alive. Well, no, they are alive. Yeah. Well, if, as long as you're alive, there's hope that you, maybe you can you can be brought around. Even when that's all, what I'm saying. Even when all the doctors are saying there's no chance. They don't know. Well, they were saying this 20 years ago too, but they've said no. Wait a minute. They, these EEGs. There is now that they've got more of this uh, stuff where they can actually to see monitor brain functional, activity. Yeah, MRI and stuff. The portions of the brain are alive. And well, that means well, you might be able to come around. There's no doubt that portions of the well, brain Well, that's what I'm alive. saying. I don't want my wife so to, if, you know, saying So that. I, the American taxpayer, am supposed to keep you alive for years and years and years. What? I, the American taxpayer. Yeah, but what does it cost? It's an IV. they got a pick line in them. How much does it cost? Now, it, it's crazy. A lot, a lot that, more than That hospital think. bed. But you put them in like, you, know, you put them away somewhere that it shouldn't be that much. They don't need that much care. You turn them over once in a while. I don't know. Theoretically, I'll come in and clip her nails for free. It's more than you think. I know. Um, It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it is. Here's the thing. This is another conversation, but, you know, the law is, you know, okay, the spouse has. Well, let me put it this way. Would you you be in in favor of uh, coma insurance then? God forbid you're in a coma. Here's your insurance plan. We will take care of you. I would buy that. 15 bucks a month or something. I, I don't think I would. Well, you're not in favor, or you wouldn't get it. I'm not asking you if you'd get no. it. I would get it. No, no, no. I'm. I have no problem with you getting it if you want to okay, get it. So that, yeah. that's okay. Uh, for me personally, I don't want to be a burden in, in that manner. I do. I want to be a burden to everybody. Good. You're not God. that much. That's what I'm saying. You're not that much of a burden. Yeah, but people are going to feel compelled. You know, they got. They're going to. It's going to change their lives. They're not really going to be able to move on. It, it's a really tough decision. The Shivo case to me is fascinating. Fast. It, it was complicated by the husband because he wanted to move on with his life for other reasons. Yeah, I know. So he had another the, chick. It was, <laughs> yeah, you want, which yeah. wasn't really germane to the actual discussion. Right. You, you yeah. know, so. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's I, I don't. It's a different story. I think if you got cancer and you're more or less lucid. Yeah. Uh, and you say, look, I want to die. I could probably go for that. I argue not go. I'd say, OK, that's. I respect your decision. Yeah. Yeah. Put them away. Uh, if you get, right, they're suffering. Oh, I don't want any more treatment. Right. I want to be made comfortable. In fact, just kill me. Or you know, give me the injection, kill me. I'm talking about killing. Well, of course not the treatment. I'm talking about well, going to Dr. Kevorkian. You're Kevorkian. Right. Okay. No problem. Yeah, yeah, but when you. you're in a coma and somebody else, like your husband, is making a decision. And he's got some chick on the side. I know. That's I don't, it. Get, <laughs> yeah, I don't want him making the decision. Armand, I got to tell you. That's, that's the problem with this are, case. There are thousands of people, whether it's a spouse, a child, a parent, yeah, an aunt, whatever, who have been in the same situation of having to make a decision. Correct. Well, a child's different because they're a minor, but even then, but even then, you're going to side on the on the. If it was my kid, I don't know. I mean, I can't. You're going to. I think a lot. Well, of Well, you got kids. What if your kids in a coma? Give them do? every chance. Okay. I'll give them every chance. I agree. I would too. Every chance. There you go. Yeah. Same goes for my wife. You know, God forbid if I had one. And I know the art. The, the, the I'm going to kill my wife myself. Yeah, yeah. give me. If the I want to get rid of her. Don't worry, I'll take care. Save of Save the honors for Armand. I'll call Guido, and it'll be done. Oh God! And uh, nobody will have. There will be no 
onus on anyone. All right, back to the events. Uh, Nineteen seventy-three, Pioneer Ten uh, gets out. Still to, going, I guess. Gets it's out shut to down, Jupiter. But it's uh-huh. Still by in, more or less, you know, uh, which one? Newton's first law. It's, out there, it's just still going. Yeah, it, unless acted upon by another force, it's going to keep going. Just keep going. Yep. Uh, so Pioneer Ten sends us back the first close-up images of Jupiter. Nineteen seventy-three. Wow, that's, I don't remember that's that. Fantastic. I remember Voyager, but I guess I was going to say I remember about. Uh, being in grade school and seeing the pictures from Here these again, things. Come I want to say I was 10 years old in 73, and I thought, God, you know, by the time I'm 50, I'll be on Titan or whatever. I absolutely. Right? Shit. Thanks a lot. It's one of the bit. I'm, I, I, people think I'm joking when I say this. It's one of the bitter disappointments of my life. I just got a book of uh, Arthur C. Clarke short stories. They're pretty yeah. good. Oh, you know, the 2001 guy. Great. He's kind of funny. Yeah, but it's 2017. Yeah, I know. Let's, well, let's you might as well read about it because we're not going to do yeah, it. Not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, 1976. Someone on this date, December 3rd, tries to kill Bob Marley. Yeah, what was that all? Why about? in the hell are you trying to kill Bob Marley? Not only did they try Armand, they shot Bob Marley twice. He may have been like Roosevelt and had a Bible in his pocket or some shot. Uh, I, something else in his pocket. Well, what are you but it did the about? trick. But he survives. He plays a concert two days later. Hey, well, oh boy, Bob. Well, this is before its time, but that's a big deal. Now, all these hip hop guys are getting shot left and right, right? Well, they so were. No, not, they're not. They were back in the nineties. Well, what happened? That was that was that was like your key to immortality, those, right? Those Tupac, Tupac, not Tupac, 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 Shukar. Is that his first name or you're last so name? Di- you're so disrespectful. Nineteen seventy nine. Tragedy. Just in, ignorant. Tragedy in Cincinnati. Uh, 11 fans. Oh, is this the day that happened? Yes. I remember the uh, WKRP episode. They're crushed on the concourse outside Riverfront Stadium trying to get into the Who concert. They had... Weren't they up against a fence? They had general admission field seating. Yeah. So it's it's a... a, They don't do that anymore. And this is why. Yeah. Because the insurers for the concerts were like, nope, you're all changing. And this kind of stopped the flow of the big stadium show for just a little bit. Because they had to put seats on the field and security on the field and cost went up. Now, I've been to a lot of concerts on big stadiums where it's back to GA on the field. Okay. So here's how they do it, Armand. They siphon you through the gates so that at no time there can be one huge stampede. Okay. And it works. So, right. And people. I haven't heard of this happening again, so yeah. I guess it's working. And people are. But this is what they were up smashed against the fence, yes. weren't they? It's a crush. It's like yeah. the it's like the disasters at Hillsborough and Heisel in, in European soccer were the same thing. Uh, there, there's a there's a barrier, and people are crushed against yeah. the, the there pressure. Nothing you can do about that. You're done. And if you're in the wrong spot, oh, that's it. I mean, there's literally nothing you can do. You can drop to the ground. You're only going to. I don't know if you can do that. You're just going to get trampled. Even if you try, you're not going to. Not, not with that kind of pressure on you. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was. And then was the Who. Yeah, and then was and Riverfront yeah, they're Stadium good, was. But they're not that, that good. That, you know, got a, That's a big joint. Yeah. That's a fifty thousand plus seat stadium. I saw them at the Checker Dome. Uh, nineteen eighty one. Eighty two. Eighty two. Eighty two. I remember that. I wanted to go to that, and uh, yeah, my parents weren't having that. That was with a chick. She was doing mushrooms. Really? Yeah, whatever it did to her, it didn't make her horny. Oh, well, that? of course not. Yeah. Yeah, turn me down. Yeah. No good reason. Well, plus she was looking at you. Yeah, but it was dark. Well, it's true. She was uh, doing mushrooms. 19- Jeez, everybody looks good on them. Don't same, they? same date as the Who concert in 1979, the Ayatollah Khomeini becomes oh, the supreme leader of Iran. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, Armand, I've never done this before on the show. You ready? Yeah, Bronx chair. <laughs> you know, you don't get enough spit in. That's better. Yeah. You need more gutter. You need more soft palate. Goddamn shame. 
well, we're still dealing with these guys, but I don't know. I I mean, not I know where America's guess, at fault with Iran. I, I, I get it. I know it. This was a good country. This was a country sending people over here to be educated, doctors, uh, uh, chemists, physicists. Engineers. Engineers. They're mostly engineers. All my buddies were from Iran, and they're all engineering Do you know to this day, and I don't know if it's – but because so many Iranians came over, studied in America, they grew an affinity for the American muscle car. Oh, yeah. I know those guys love that And one of the best places to find perfectly preserved American muscle cars I've heard – is Tehran. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, because these guys love that shit. They, would, they had the money to buy them, They had them the too. money to buy them and ship them back. Uh, and they could. And then the wall just closed in 1979. I was watching, uh, I was reading about the under-23 world championships in wrestling. Uh-huh. The Iranian guy threw his match because he wasn't going to wrestle an Israeli. Oh. So then, then they, you know, then they go to repertage or whatever. Whatever it's uh, basically the consolation bracket, what we call it. Yeah. He ran into the guy again. <laughs> and, and, you know, because the other guy lost too and they're in the same bracket again. And he, and he uh, forfeited again. Oh, karma. Yeah. Oh, sweet karma. Jeez. Uh, 1982, Times Beach, Missouri. Oh, wow. The EPA makes one of its first. What is, what's going on with the disasters here? We got this one and oh, the next one. Oh, it's a big day. I know. Uh, Times Beach, Missouri is found to contain 300 times the safe level of dioxin. Yeah. Well, that's Agent Orange uh, residue. What are, you know. Now, you can still... and. You can still, on Highway 44, going through Missouri, just sort of like southwest of the city of St. Louis, there used to be a time, Armand, you could drive by and look over and you could see the vacant Times Beach. Yeah, I remember that. And it's pretty much What's all... over there now? It's pretty much all gone. I haven't been down there lately. You know, and... Yeah, I guess they cleaned it up, right? Well, they cleaned it up. And then got but, rid of everything. But here's the thing. Uh, dioxin is all over the place, folks. Yeah, well, you're right. And my dad worked at a chemical uh, additives factory plant oh the level of dioxin at his place was 100 times greater than it was in times beach and times beach was closed did he have any uh protective clothing no respirator no all these guys i'm telling you all these guys died from lung cancer yeah well yeah that's what it causes it's a carcinogen obviously did he have a suit did he file suit no oh no we, we it was one of the things I was actually investigating. Yeah, why don't you talk to? Well, he got sick at the time, and we didn't have time to get anything in. It Statutes had... over? Statutes done? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, look into that because a lot I, of times like, we didn't know. You know, he got sick later. Well, the thing is, if he brings it home on his clothes and whatnot, well, you've you know, been exposed to my mother and I would have been at risk, right? As as I'll, as thousands of I'll people vouch that you're mentally defective were yeah. at risk. Uh, Don't nine, blame it on something. There it is. 1984, Bhopal, India. Yeah, this is the Union, Union Carbide, Carbide disaster. This, yeah, the pesticide plant in uh, that uh, had a leak of methyl isocyanate. Isocyanate. Yeah. Isocyanate. Yeah. which killed more than 3,800 people outright. The injury toll estimated between 150,000 to 600,000 people, and another 6,000. People would yeah. later perish. This is the same shit that was in phosgene gas, uh, World War One. Basically, that's the same stuff. Uh, I don't know how it kills you. I guess it binds to the mitochondria or whatever instead of oxygen. It's cyanide, so you know, you don't have a chance. Well, yeah, you breathe this, you're done. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, bad news stuff there. But I they paid as much. I don't know, a couple thousand a piece or something, or something like that, which is a lot of money, I guess, in India, but. 
I know. They got off pretty pretty easy. Union Carbide did get off pretty yeah. easy. Absolutely. Uh, 1992. This is a, a test engineer. Uh, uses a personal com- a personal computer. What does he do with it? Sends the first text message oh, via the Vodafone network uh, to the phone of a colleague. What do you think he said? Eat me. If it's well, a colleague, if they would have had the if they would have had the photo option, you know what he what he would have oh, said. Well, you said no. You just send him your butt on the copier. <laughs> That, that, the, the good old, yeah, the good old days. <laughs> These kids don't remember that. That was that was the height of wit. <laughs> Somebody sent me that once. I'm like, what is this? That's my butt. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Well, all right. yeah. I'm like, turn it on. I can, I can huh? see. It bears a striking resemblance. It's like that, uh, who, was that, who did that painting that was in the Louvre? It was upside down for like three months. Remember that? Somebody said, hey, dipshit. That's you got, that you got the wrong, yeah, you got the wrong side up. Who painted Classic, that thing? Man. Well, listen, would you know if a Jackson Pollock's the right side up? Are you kidding me? Uh, or a Piet Mondrian? Oh they, no! Well, yeah, no, I'd have I'd have a harder time with a Mondrian. Uh, yeah. How do you say his name? Piet Mondrian. I'd have a harder time with a Mondrian yeah. than I would with a Pollock. A Pollock, I think I could get by the direction of the drip pattern. I have no idea that guy. Ugh. He's I like think. Anton Weber but again, in the painting. Again, he just walked around the canvas. Yeah. Just, Did he even know which side was yeah, up? Action painting. I do like the. I do like them though. I think they're fun to look at. Oh, oh that lavender mist. I think they're cool. What, well, what they you know what they pay for them is amazing. Well, I don't blame the guy for. Right. You know. I'm come on. I'm not. Give me a print or a poster if I really want. I'm not paying for that. Well, yeah. Uh, 1994. This was big. The PlayStation was released in Japan, soon to come to the United States. But home video gaming took a giant leap forward with this one. I've never played any of this. Oh, it's really fun, dude. You cannot believe. I go to the next room and watch these You can't believe the level. I know. I know they have skill and all that stuff. No, no, no. They say you're a better surgeon if you do it. The the, the level of graphic um, almost approaching reality. Oh, okay. That's right. It was a Matisse. It was was a MoMA. La Bateau. Which was a boat, right? How can you hang a boat upside down? You think you'd get that one. Well, it's a see, Matisse. It's, it. it's not like all the Matisses are. Well, let's see what it looks like. Holy shit. No wonder. <laughs> yeah, I get, you could hang that upside down. You could hang it any which the way. The hell is As a matter that? of fact, the one way I. Uh... That's like the Three Stooges episode, right? What does that look like to you? Uh, that looks like t- two, yeah. two elephants making love no, to a men's doesn't. glee club. No, it doesn't. What are you talking about? I don't know what it looks well, like. What does what it look it? like? It looks like anything. Uh, it looks like a pedendum. It uh, looks like a reclining nude female. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it's like the Three Stooges, remember? <laughs> no, it's, it's a boat. Remember Curly painted thing? She's right. He turned upside down. Look at the grouse. Uh, 1999. Uh, Pop goes the easel. This is the day that NASA lost the Mars Polar Lander. Moments, yeah, they're good at losing things. Moments, is this the one that, they, that was in feet instead of meters or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I think this is it. This, this is the because yeah. somebody really the trick about up. the trick about going to Mars unmanned is to get the thing into the orbit correctly. Yeah, which is harder than getting to Mars. Well, you better get your units right. <sighs> yeah, well, once you get in space, it's gonna go. But yeah, getting right getting into rocket. an orbit around a around a planet that you've traveled to harder than actually getting to the planet. But it's amazing how they like use the other planets to whip them around. It's incredible. And all that shit. Yeah. It's incredible. You think they use any calculus when they? Just a little bit of trigonometry and. Yeah, let's see. Maybe. Post-mortem analysis determined most likely cause of mishap was premature termination of the engine firing prior to the landing lander touching the surface, causing it to strike the planet at a high velocity. Yeah. I think it's because they had they were doing something in meters or right. feet instead of meters or whatever. Right. 
Yeah, they so, need Richard so, Feynman to so figure the out deck, what's going on. The, the, the landing deck was much closer They're than going they... going too fast. Yeah, yeah, much closer than they thought because the retro rockets didn't fire because they weren't told to fire yet. It all goes away if you got a well, guy. lost communication with it. Well, that's another thing. Unknown. Plus, your communication is... Software got, error. Got a seven-minute delay anyway. 40 meters. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean... Uh, maybe well, this isn't the one I'm thinking what of. What these guys are able to do just to... Oh, it's incredible. And the thing... Oh, maybe, oh, I think it was a Mars Climate Orbiter. And to think, we landed on the moon with less computing power than arm on what you're holding in yeah, your hand today. You got guys there that can... You know, like, you know, Apollo 13. I know. Uh, 2005. Yeah, uh, this is this is the one. Let's get it straight. Okay. The Mars Climate Orbiter, which was, uh, oh, well, this is for our December 11th show. Uh, yeah, due to ground-based computer software, which produced output in non-SI, Système International, mm-hmm. units of pound, which is force, uh, pound seconds, uh, instead of SI units of Newton seconds. Wow. That's, there is a difference there. Although they're not even the same. Yeah, because a pound is not Newton's force. Newton, yeah, pounding. I think the the equivalent is a slug. Huh. A slug. Yeah. Oh, that's, I like the anyway, name. you got to be in SI units if you've you know if you got everything else in SI units. So. All right. And final event, the, uh, the first manned rocket aircraft delivery of U.S. mail arrives in Kern County, California, December third, two thousand and five, by yeah. XCore Aerospace. Yeah, just take a drone. Now, now, now you don't need a rocket. Yeah, yeah. just need a drone. Yeah, that stuff. All right, you just need a drone. Okay, Armand, as we wrap things up, who's on your well, death list well, today? Number one, of course, three three eleven, Diocletian. We've talked about this chump, <laughs> son of a bitch. You know what? What do you, you know? As if any of this stuff's new, right? Back then, we're having a little problem. We got to keep the army in line. So what do we do? We devalue the currency. Debase that currency. Debase the currency. Pay the army. Uh, build roads. Do infrastructure. And uh, what do you get? Money is worthless. You have unbelievable inflation. People aren't even using it anymore. And you have price controls too. From the Nick, got Richard little, Nixon uh, got economic little, school. Little Roman kids stacking up their coins, making toy forts, just you, like yeah. the German kids did in the 1920s. Yeah, whatever. They're making, flipping them our making playhouses, winging them, them on the, the Tiber with the Deutschmarks. Yeah, well, <laughs> wallpapering their house with it. <laughs> insulating and, yeah so anyway burning it for you know but anyway uh yeah this guy so he did everything we do now inflation where like i said everything went to barter and they were like even even upon pain of uh death you know you got to take the money people weren't doing it so there you go <laughs> diocletian he was a pretty good general though oh, okay. he had a lot of wars to fight so yeah. you know of course the people had to suffer all right i don't know who this guy is this next guy. Carl Zeiss? We're jumping at 1,500 years. 1888. Carl Zeiss, the famous German physicist and lens maker. If you know anything about never heard of this photography, oh. you want Zeiss lenses. Oh, is that the deal? Yes. Okay. A- a- excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. German? Yes. The precision necessary oh, to, to mill the, you the want, lens. Uh, you want Miltex nail nippers, too. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah. All right. Can you get me a pair? They're like 75 bucks. You're getting mm. crazy. Mm, okay. 1894, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson passed away. The we author of Treasure it. Island, yeah, kidnapped. Kidnapped. Uh, uh, you should definitely read them. But died in, uh, I believe, uh, was it Samoa? Good place. Yeah, he's buried in Samoa. Good. I'd love to die in the South Pacific. Oh, me. Why? Bury me in Vegas. Okay, that's all right. It's a nice climate. It's dry. With my robot 
I'm a digisexual. Yeah, you are a digisexual. <laughs> 1919, uh, Pierre. He's got a wife. He's, he's married, Nine. but he, he, he does his robot uh, it's, four it's, times it's, a week. It's just, his wife's it's okay sick. with it. <laughs> well, no, his wife's probably happy. Keeps him yeah, out of her that's hair. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, every every yeah, wife you, should get one. You go play with that little right. toy yours there. Uh, I think Sparky. my sister would like to get one of them. Uh, 1919, Pierre Auguste Renoir passes Renoir. away. Yeah, I like his stuff. He's got master of light i guess i don't know mm-hmm. what he is but i like his he's yeah. got a glow to his paintings he certainly painted women with a glow yeah you know the the barmaid i think is one of the famous ones she's standing behind the what, bar the folie bourgeois yeah no, that that's, was manet that was manet yeah oh, i like that that's my, one of my favorite paintings. my bad okay uh what do i got oh no oh I yes oh uh, come oh, on yes. knock it off oh yes jesus in 1999 one of the great comedic actresses of our time passed away in tribute to her her aria from Blazing Saddles. <laughs> How many times we got to listen to this? She's supposed to be Marlena Dietrich, I think. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Now, every time I play a clip from Blazing Saddles, folks, Armand, who claims he hates the film, says, That's pretty funny. But you got 500 jokes, two or three are going to be funny. Most of them fall. I just like the part about the shower. And I like the gal, I like the governor's chick. Yeah, oh, that man. Is, is. Also, I also like the governor that he had gov on the back of his jacket. Oh, was it? I don't know. G-O-V, period. Okay, that's hilarious. Watch the producers if you want to watch Mel Brooks. Oh, what a classic. Yeah, I'm classic, sorry you don't like classic failure. Um, no, yeah, it did so well and it's still revered to this day. All right. It's on Broadway as a musical. And well, well, Armand he, thinks it's so's Hamilton. Armand Big thinks deal. it's crap. Another loser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, final death for me, 2015. Uh, the lead singer of Stone, Stone Temple, Temple Pilots. Pilots right? Okay. Yep. That I knew. Scott Wheeler. You got a song. What's their most famous song? An interstate love song for me. You have to play it. I, I don't. I don't recognize. It. No habla. No comprende. I'm trying to find a damn um, Renoir that I like. What the fuck? Man with a stupid phone. Yeah, I'll play. I'll play Interstate Love song. Um, let's see, what else is there? I think there's flies in the Vaseline. Uh, I'm not very good at STP. He also uh, was the lead singer for Velvet Revolver, which uh, oh. Slash and he teamed oh. up. Oh, was that one of those super bands? Mm-hmm. This is the intro to Interstate Love song, Armand. It's a little famous. Si- yeah, a little silent film piece. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Sounds like putting pants on Philip. It does. Even got the even got the projector rolling oh, in the one? back. See, uh-huh. this is the one you're probably thinking of. Bal de Moulin de Galette. That's the one yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of. That's a good uh, painting. I like a, that painting, uh, too. That's intense. Yeah. It's that's at the Musée de d'Orsay, Paris. Oh, okay. That's the beginning of this song? Do they always play it? Because I don't no, remember. No, no, the radio version always skips right, that. That's what I thought. I've never heard that. The album version and the and okay, the official right. video. What's the name of this? Interstate Love Song. Okay, it's pretty good. All right. So Armand, enough. Yeah. You've basta. You've you've done well. You hit me with a pop culture reference that you know of. Yes. This is wonderful. And uh, to sign off, I guess. Uh, I guess we'll do. Uh, Richard Burton from Camelot. Yes. Give me some more Richard Burton, please. Because like, uh, yeah, uh, I love it when you wax. Uh, Let's see. What was I singing? Oh, uh, 
I know what my people are thinking tonight as home through the fields they wander. Everyone smiling in secret delight. They stare at the castle and ponder. Whenever the wind blows this way, you can almost hear everyone say, I wonder what the king is doing tonight. What merriment is the king pursuing tonight? Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, what's the king doing tonight? Yeah, he's got a pretty good voice. Well, Long divorced from Liz at this point, right? No, no, no. They they met it. Uh, they met during Cleopatra, so that was sixty-three. This is sixty. When he oh, started on okay, Broadway, okay. yeah. So he's yeah, okay. yeah. He, he was still married. He was cheating on his wife at that time. Ah, well, of course. Or was it? Was he cheating? Or I think they both married. They're both no, married. I think she was married. married. Mike Todd had died. Who did she marry next? Nick Nikki Hilton? No, Nikki was her first. Okay, so she was Mike like Todd, 17 when she married Mike Nikki. Todd. Died in '56. I'm not going through Liz's wives or husbands. Uh, there you go, little little Camelot to take you out, Armand. Yeah, and she had her tracheotomy too. Well, I guess the scar didn't bother. Him. That'll do it for December the third, folks. Yeah. We thank you for tuning in. Don't forget subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, any major podcast outlet, and like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash This Day in History Podcast. For producer Andrew Allen. It might have been Theodore White that was the guy that said Camelot. I'm going to check that, but I'm going to say Theodore White was the guy that. Not Ted Sorensen? No, no. And not Schlesinger. Oh, that's true. Ted was the speechwriter. Any luck? Nope. Are we still on? Are we still yes, on? we're still oh, on. Uh, well, he's the, make, making the, the present. I think that's uh, okay. I'm going to say that he's the guy that did it. I'll trust you. Making the present in 1960. I'll trust you. After listen, a week after the death of JFK, Jacqueline convinced. Yeah, do, do, uh, right. At the time, a play of that name was being performed on Broadway, and Jackie focused on the ending lyrics of an Alan J. Lerner song, "Don't Let It Be Forgot That Once There Was a Spot." For one brief shining moment that was known as Camelot. So anyway, that yeah, so nice. it was Theodore White. There you have it. All right, yeah, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and we appreciate it. All right, uh, next time when December 4th rolls around, we will be right here to tell you about it at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.